Hello and welcome to the DFS Coach Talk podcast. Today is March 30th, 2020, and I am Joe Sarvati, affectionately known as Coach, and I am joined by one of the sharpest young minds in the DFS world. We're very excited to have him as part of the DFS Coach Talk family. He had his debut podcast yesterday, and he was so darn good, we brought him back again today. So how are you doing, Mr. Brett Trimble? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me back on the podcast. It's, it's great to have you back, man. I, uh, for those uh, of our members that don't know, Brett is our, our uh, designated brainiac on the squad. So I know he goes to something that ends in an IT school, MIT, <laughs> RIT, whatever R-I-T. the IT, <laughs> whatever the IT is, it's it's somewhere I couldn't get in. So I know that much. But uh, no, it's great to have you, man. It's uh, you know we've unfortunately had this stoppage in sports, and you know if anything, the one thing it's done is it's brought our staff a little tighter together because we have more time to prepare, more time to plan for the future of, of DFS coach talk. And we're adding uh, all kinds of things, you know, pretty much every day, just trying to get it uh, fine tuned. And Brett has been, been a big part of that. So, uh, you know, it's going to be a bright future for us, brother. Yep. I agree. I'm excited to see uh, what happens when sports gets back. You know, uh, this break is kind of killing me. Yeah. I just been waiting to dive into the next loot that comes around. So, Tell me about it, man. It is <laughs> it is just killer, especially since we started out so well and so hot and everything was going great. And oh, then yeah. Kapow, just, you know, nobody on earth could have seen this this coming to this extent. But uh, but hope all of our listeners out there are safe and healthy. Remember, you know, please stay at home. I'll, I have a song that uh, I sent around to. I posted, I think, on our in our members chat, and it's basically a guy singing about stay the f at home. And I think uh, that's my sentiments. You know, the sooner we get this, you know, to stop from spreading, uh, the sooner we can get back to sports. But uh, I'll tell you what. What do you think is going to happen, uh, Brett, when we have if it does push back the way it seems that it is going to? Uh, in the last couple of days, do you realize the first day sports are alive, uh, allowed, we may have full-blown, even though not in front of fans, but we may have full-blown NBA, Major League Baseball, NFL, hockey, and all kinds of other stuff. All like, boom, from zero sports to like 24-7 sports. How crazy is that? That would be honestly crazy. I mean, I wouldn't want to leave my TV. I just want to keep watching all the different sports games that are happening. I know it, man. We're that's why you know we have all this time to prepare because we have podcasts podcasts set up for the main three sports that we're covering. And you know, if if you haven't checked us out, go to dfscoachtalk.com. And we we are very proud that we focus on three major sports. That's who we've built our team around with our pros. That's where we see the direction going for those that want to be hyper successful in NBA, MLB, and NFL. 
we are the one-stop shop for those three. We're not going to tackle the nine million other things like auto racing and whatever NASCAR and all that stuff and, and just the different sports. We we have a complete focus. We have a, uh, a real solid uh, way we go about our business as far as our three-step process of catching the podcast, doing adjustments during the day, locking in in the Discord, and doing any late changes and building lineups. And we're also one of the only providers uh, that provides a complete lineup for both cash and GPP on DraftKings and FanDuel. So uh, if you found us or you carry over from other pods we had done prior or you're new to us and searching around during this lockdown time, uh, you've come along the right place because we are dedicated and we are focused on, on going over every detail of all the sports coming forward. You're never going to see us sell out and do these, you know, spend shows talking about simulations and Madden football and all this nonsense. We're going to take advantage of breaking out all the teams per sport and going through where we think they're going to be, previewing them, where they're going to pick up, etc. So we are in the process of doing that now. If you haven't caught our show uh, podcast before, uh, you may want to go back and listen to some shows that we we did about a week and a half ago uh, where we talked about all this strategy, the contest selection, the bankroll management, you know, the difference between the, the main uh, sites. And, you know, check that out. It's some great info, whether you're new to DFS or you've been around for quite some time. So, you know, uh, you can also get a lot of that information on Twitter. We're at DFS Coach Talk, uh, just like it sounds. And I'm at Joe Sarvati, J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. Brett, where can they find you on Twitter? It's uh, Duffy underscore DFS. So it's D-E-A-F-Y underscore DFS. That's my Twitter. All right, Deffy. I'm going to call you Deffy the rest of the show. <laughs> All right, Deffy, here we go, man. A um, couple of things. I am going to attack the Indiana Pacers we'll, and, and then uh, followed up by uh, Deffy's team, the Miami Heat, and a shout-out to Leighton Wilson, our director of operations. He's a big Heat fan. And Deffy, he says, if if you screw this up, he is gonna whip your butt, man. Uh, I hope I won't screw anything up. I mean, even though <laughs> I'm still a little upset, Jimmy Butler left the Sixers, but you know, oh, it is yeah. what it is. Well, you get to talk about him with uh, the Heat, so that's cool too. All right, let's dive in. We've got uh, Indiana Pacers. Let's talk a little bit about them. Obviously, they've they've been struck by some major injuries. That have not helped matters. Uh, they had lost Brogdon for quite a, a bit of time. Uh, hopefully he'll be able to recover. And when we get back from this shutdown, then he'll be able to jump back in. Uh, one guy that won't be is Jeremy Lamb. He tore his ACL, so he won't, he'll be out for a full year. And that happened uh, just only a week or two before the shutdown started. So Lamb is out, but to get Brogdon back would be a huge step for them. Uh, right now, the Pacers are sitting fifth in the East at 39 and 26, which is tied with Deffy's Philadelphia 76ers. 
And they are, but the, the key is those teams are only uh, two games behind the Heat and four games behind the Celtics. So uh, we know that all the teams have about 15, 16 games left. Uh, you know, nobody knows what the heck's going to happen. Are they going to play, you know, all of them, 10 of them, eight of them? You know, we're just, uh, Andrew and I sort of broke it down the other day and we sort of guessed that they'll want to at least get some play in in some of these places just to bring some healing to some of the communities and get some something for them to watch or do however there was a uh, Daffy did you see the uh pod the post by uh Woj yesterday which one it, there was it a talked bunch of them about that what they might do is what they're doing in Chinese basketball right now Oh, right. I, I do remember reading it. I'm trying to recall. Yeah, they said what they were going to do is they're going to pick one location. and let's, Yes, I remember this now. They're going to pick say, you know, just for, for giggles, let's say it's Dallas here. And, and what they're going to do then is they're going to have – they're going to put these teams in a bubble. So they're going to have them all staying in the same hotels, playing in the same gym, all the refs, all the players, all the – team personnel aren't going to be you know outside and in touch with anybody it's going to all be within and then they're just going to play things out on the court just multiple games a day with all these teams on the same court so it's all it's not getting spread around by traveling and planes and all being in front of different people and if they they may play it out that way and then once that's over Hopefully they'll be to the point where they're saying they may be able to do the playoffs like they regularly would in the different cities. So I thought that was a pretty unique uh, idea. Oh, I agree. That's I would kind of want to see how that would go, honestly. Because I th- the NBA is definitely bigger than the uh, the Chinese Basketball Association. So I kind of want to see how it would play out with uh, the multiple games a day. Yeah, I mean it. It could be very, very interesting. It it would be, uh, you know, something very different, and it would be a, a thing that we have to start focusing on. I'm going to make up a couple of different, uh, uh, you know, uh, spreadsheets and start looking at, you know, removing some of the home court advantage and how that's going to work and try to factor some of those things in. Because if you're, you know, even Vegas has to adjust to this stuff, you know, when they start making lines and, you know, nothing is going to be the same. But you know what there is, is there's an edge to be had. There's still an edge to be had. So starting, you know, starting to look at teams that play great at home, like the Sixers, 29 and two and horrific yep. on the road, 10 and 24. Yep. How can you be two, 29 and two and 10 and 24 on the road? Baffling. But. You know, a team like like that, yeah, a team like that, if if the whole thing's held in, you know, L.A. or Vegas or wherever, Denver, whatever they choose to do, then, you know, that that puts a little, you know, uh, negative mark on the on the Sixers. Whereas other teams that uh, like weird teams like the Hornets, they have a better road record than they do home record. So anyway, just I wanted to bring that up because anytime something breaks in the news, you know, it gives us a glimpse of what's possible. And again, with with spending so much time on this stuff, and Brett will tell you, you know, I'm sort of psycho about this. I don't want us to to let up, regardless if it takes a month or two months or three months. 
we're going to keep keep breaking this stuff down and figuring out where we can get an edge and uh, where other people are not paying any attention and doing, you know, uh, simulations of uh, whatever. And <laughs> that's not going to that's not going to take down anything when when the NBA or these other sports comes back. And we're going to do the same for baseball uh, starting in two weeks when basketball's over. So anyway, uh, interesting theory, and we'll see what happens there. But all that to be said, the Pacers could drop to six. They're not going to drop beyond six because Brooklyn or Orlando are way behind them. But they could uh, move up to as high, probably as third, realistically. So those games for the Celtics, Heat, Pacers, and Sixers, the games when they come back are going to mean a lot. So that's an extra little check mark on the positive side uh, for those four teams. As far as pace of play uh, this season with the Pacers, they're 23rd. So they are not a run-and-gun team. You know, they, they basically start two centers with Turner and Sabonis. And with Brogdon uh, just being a terrific point guard, great uh, assist to turnover ratio. And, you know, just having sound guys with T.J. Warren and company, uh, they, they do a lot of half-court sets where they'll try to pound it into Sabonis, play a little pick-and-roll ball with Sabonis. He is really uh, their go-to guy. And... You know, now that they've got Victor Oladipo back, uh, he had come back just, uh, you know, a couple of weeks before the shutdown. And he started, <clears throat> excuse me, he started taking over that role again of being the go-to guy, especially with Brogdon out. He was running the point a lot, even though Holiday and McConnell and some different dudes were in there. He still had the ball in his hand. So with this long respite, you, you know, you've got to reconsider when you start looking at the Pacers you know, the, from a pace standpoint, uh, they're not going to be a super fast team, but they're efficient. And guys like Oladipo and Sabonis are going to see jumps, I think, in, uh, you know, just in usage and in, in uh, consistency. And it, if Brogdon's back, then it even changes the dynamic a little bit. It actually hurts the DFS landscape a little bit because if Brogdon comes back, that pulls uh, some uh, usage back away from Oladipo and Sabonis. Uh, and Turner and Warren are sort of hit and miss guys, but they are decent uh, usage. So, you know, there are times when Indiana is at full strength that they're not the most playable team because of their pace and because they share the ball so much. Um, you know, the good thing is on the defensive side, they're seventh in the league in defensive team efficiency. So they are getting some points off of turnovers. They're getting some transition points, you know, where their defense goes right into their offense. And that's a big plus. So, you know, that's a good thing. But also with playing that good of defense, uh, it, it slows the game down because it takes uh, the other teams longer to get a shot off in the shot clock because they're d them up so well. So, you know, a so-so uh, look from that standpoint. Um, interesting here. Uh, I'm going to quiz you a little bit there, Mr. Deffy. Let's see <laughs> what you got. Now, this is this is very unusual. They actually have five, six guys, seven guys. You're not going to believe this. Seven guys between 27% and 20% usage. So no cheating, no looking anything up. 
let's see how many of these seven you can get. Now, how's that for stressing out the new guy so on the clock? Seven guys. Seven guys between 20 and 27%. So they really don't have anybody dominating the ball at all, and they go right. super deep. I'm going to knock the easy one out with Sabonis. Sabonis is third, 23.4. Um, Brogdon, before he got hurt, I assume doesn't matter. Brogdon is second at 25.2. Really? He's second? Oh. Yeah. Um, doesn't hmm. matter how many Warren? games he missed or anything. TJ Warren? Warren is fourth at 22.8. Okay. So, you know, all Still these guys. first yet. Who? Still haven't gotten number one yet, have I? No. No, you have not. Is that Jeremy Lamb? Jeremy Lamb is fifth. Even though he's out for the season, he was at 20.7. So you have three more guys to get in there. Oladipo? Oladipo's number one. Even though he only played 13 games, he was slightly number one at 27 even. And do you want me to give you the other two, or do you want to take a crack? I'm gonna I'm gonna go Miles Turner and um, Aaron Holiday. Aaron Holiday is correct, and you almost swept the Family Feud board here. You only missed one. Number number uh, seven is Aaron Holiday at twenty point four, and believe it or not, at twenty point six, he's played all sixty two games. Doug McDermott, how crazy! Really? Yes. Really. Hmm. So the reason I spent so much time on this is this really talks to the theory I was mentioning before. How much can you really count on rostering these guys? You know, when you have Doug McDermott, you know, seven seven percentage points different from number one Oladipo, and then you've only got Sabonis at 23.4. I mean, you're paying a lot of money for Sabonis. He's super expensive. Brogdon's not cheap. Oladipo's starting to float up. You know, TJ Warren is a boomer bust guy. I mean, he's 22% usage. Just not good for a guy that, you know, you're going to risk. So, you know, as we're digging in on these teams, I'm uncovering. It's weird because I've uncovered some teams that I thought were pretty solid in DFS that really aren't and teams that you wouldn't think would be that good that really are. So in, in from the DFS standpoint. So, you know, that's that's one big thing as far as the Pacers go that I, I would put a big red X next to the Pacers to remember, hey, you know, if it fits right and it's the right matchup, that's fine. Uh, and, you know, knowing if Brogdon's going to come back is important because if Brogdon's not in there and that 25.2 goes away, you got a big jump from Oladipo and Sabonis and a little jump from Warren. So, you know, it changes the game quite a bit uh, with Brogdon out. And he's played 48 of the 62, so it's not like he hasn't been in there much. So that puts a little bit different twist on it and something to watch. Now, what I will say is, man, I wish in this sense that I was a Pacers fan because I haven't seen another team in the league, and I don't think there is, that has this fantastic of a uh, portfolio as far as their contract situation. They're, they're fourth to last in payroll in the league, which is fantastic. But it's amazing because they have everybody on this team wrapped up for multiple years, except Justin Holiday, who I think they can bring back fairly cheap. 
Jakar Sampson and Elise Johnson, who who knows if they even want those guys. But when you look at them up and down, you got Oladipo set for two more, Brogdon for four, Turner for four, Warner for three, Lamb for three, Sabonis for five. And so, I mean, you go up and down this, even the young guys, Goga Batazzi, Aaron Holiday, Ed, Edmund Sumner, who showed some some promise, they're all on rookie deals. So they have them for the next two years, plus an option for the third. So if you're a Pacers fan, man, you have to be absolutely ecstatic because they have control of their entire franchise. If they want to make any trades, they do have some tradable commodities. And if not, they just can build uh, from within and just bring some of those young guys along and still have a draft pick here or there. So good stuff for the Pacers, man. Of course, I agree. All right. Mr. Deffy, why don't you sort of tell us a little bit about the Miami Heat and their fantastic front office of Pat Riley and Eric Spolster, the coach. I would say my top three franchises in the league as far as respecting their coach and upper management. I absolutely love the Heat, you know, the so, what they do. They cut everybody that doesn't get in shape. They just they they take a stiff stance. I love them. Yeah. So what? So it's the Mavericks and the Heat. What's the third one? I'm I'm not sharing that yet. You got to tune in to another podcast. I am covering the, the the team that I like third most, but it's in a later podcast. So oh, tune man. in because you want to know where coaches' allegiance lie as far as. Uh, belief in what they can do within their organization. I will say <laughs> that I'll give you one clue. It might be on the West Coast. That's all I'm saying. But oh, don't tell me it it's the Lakers. Not saying. So you got the you got the Heat, bro. What do you got? So uh, the Miami Heat. Uh, just a quick rundown on the Miami Heat. They are fourth in the Eastern Conference. They are sitting at 41 and 24, just 12 games behind the Miami or Milwaukee Bucks. Um, their home record is 27 and 5 and their away record is 14 and 19. Oh, there's uh, one of those teams that qualifies those, for the neutral exactly. court isn't going to work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's one of those teams where the, if they don't have home court, it's kind of a toss up. But um yeah. I, I just quickly want to say from their draft, from their young talent perspective, they did a great job looking at young rookies uh, or yes, draft entrances did. last year with uh, the addition of Tyler Hero at the 13th pick and Kendrick Nunn being undrafted and Duncan Robinson being undrafted as well. I thought they did a really great job looking yeah. at the young talent. And uh, Chris Silva, too. Chris exactly, yeah, Chris Silva. Amazing. Um, and uh, another thing I want to add on, uh, despite Jimmy Butler leaving the 76ers, I do really believe that he's is guiding this team in the right direction. Um, yeah. He's uh, he's being a great mentor for all the young players, like Bam, Tyler, uh, Kendrick Nunn, uh, and all those players are they're they're really looking up to him, and and they're gonna get that their play hard style from him, and uh, they're they're gonna be a, a team to beat within a couple of years once everyone uh, more matures and they uh, start to mesh as a team together. Um, from a DFS I standpoint, uh, the usage is kind of 
What do you expect it? Um, you have Gordon Drakic at 25.7%, Jimmy Butler at 25.2%, Kendrick Nunn at 23.7%, Tyler Hero at 22%, and Bam at 208 Um Yeah. That, that is, besides Gordon Drakic, that's kind of normal, I would say, myself. Um, just from watching the team play, I do know that they did have a lot of injuries throughout the year, which means uh, the rookies were getting a lot of playing time, which we were able to see throughout the year with DFS and seeing how people were going to play them. Yeah. Which I thought was – they're great value picks, great value picks. Uh, Kendrick Nunn and Tyler Hero were the two main value picks we saw this year. Would you agree? I would say. You know, I, yeah. I'll i tell you what. I was absolutely shocked. I, I usually have – a fairly good idea of usage for teams. But when I looked at this, I, I actually went back and refreshed it to make sure I was, it was correct because <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't believe that Dragic, Butler, Nunn, and Hero had a higher usage than Bam. Cause oh, yeah. Bam is, Bam has put up triple doubles. He's involved in the pick and roll. He's even knocking down mid range shots. I just that shocked me, and the fact that Dragic is above Butler, I would have never, I'd have lost money on that bet for sure. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's probably, I, I assume that that's mainly because he is running the second unit. Yeah, so I and guess the they're rest running. Of the like, guys are out. Yeah. Yeah, all the main players like Bam and Butler, and uh, they're they're out in the first unit. So, and and it's good, it's a good veteran presence for any of the young players that are on the second unit. Um. But I do notice True. that – so the most common – I had to look this up because they changed our lineup so many times. The most common lineup they used for 38 games was Bam at power forward, Jimmy Butler at shooting guard, Miles Leonard at center, Hendrick Nunn at point guard, and Duncan Robinson at small forward. And then there's like five other lineups they've used throughout the year. Um, well, they've had injuries too. Yeah. But, and that's, I think, caused them some issues. But, uh, you know, that's an interesting question because – um, as much as I'm, I'm not really a huge fan, Miles Turner or Myers Leonard was playing a pretty good role. I, I know he was hurt, but maybe this is one of those guys that slips between the cracks here that will be back because of the layoff, you know? Oh, yeah, for sure. And uh, with, especially with where the league's at now, um, all the players that have been dealing with injuries, they, they get a break. So, I mean, yeah. I expect the squad to be fully healthy by the time – the league starts back up, which could be at the end of April, you know, June or whenever it might start. Um, another thing I want to touch base on was the they are ranked 20. Let me see if I'm reading this right. Oh, wait, never mind. They're ranked 12th in defensive efficiency yeah. in the NBA, um, which is great, um, especially That's for a young squad. Bolster is always in the top close to the top 10 always their defense has been pretty solid especially for a young squad they're pretty high up Mm -hmm. Um, the one thing that uh i want to point out is their offensive efficiency is ranked eight so and they're tied with boston so they're they're a pretty solid young core so from a dfs perspective um they, they they definitely have players you can choose uh with injuries I mean, you have Tyler Hero, Kendrick Nunn for whenever Butler's out. Bam's always a go-to. I mean, if there's a bunch of injuries, you can always count on Bam. 
he, you know, he was pretty, he was sitting around the 8,000 uh, price point uh, most of the year. Uh, he did go down a little, he did go up a little bit, but um, I mean, I, I just, I really like the squad from a DFS perspective. So. I do too. And I'll tell you what, a, what a brilliant, I can't remember to say there's been a better free agent signing ever than Jimmy Butler to the heat. I mean, it would, it could not have fit that organization more perfectly. I mean, here a guy that has skipped around and had some really bad, uh, you know, situations with Minnesota and Philly and, and you know, fighting with different guys and not being part of the deal. It, it, you know why? Because he's an alpha dog with a that needs For to sure. be in charge of a team and be in this type of situation. It is perfect. And the fact that Spolstra kept Dragic in that second unit, there's never a time basically in a game where either Butler or Dragic aren't out there to calm down the young guys and run. And that's why their offensive and defensive efficiency are so fantastic. But uh, what a fantastic signing and what uh, a nice job he's doing coaching. I got to tell you this one though, because I thought it was mind boggling to me. Do you know that if you add up the entire guaranteed money for Jimmy Butler's contract for the next four years, it's a hundred and three million one hundred and thirty seven thousand three hundred dollars. And guess guess what combined adds up to that? Dragic, Igadala, Hill, Olinick, Leonard, Crowder, Hero, Adebayo, Haslam, Jones, and none. You take all of those guys, they equal the same as Butler. So that's <laughs> nine <laughs> guys. Equaled Butler's money, so I that, just thought that's that was absolutely so crazy. Yeah, I, I do have to point out that there are some players that um, are not under contract for next year. Some key players, uh, yeah. Dragic, not under contract ah. next year. Uh, yeah. Solomon Hill, uh, Miles Leonard, Jay Crowder. Um, those are the big guys. Um, if you look Derek at Jones, Derek Jones. Oh yeah, Derek Jones too. He'll, he'll uh, get a few bucks. Haslam's gonna retire. Hundred percent. Yeah, has I, I don't I don't see Haslam. He coming looks back. like me running around out there for God's sake. <laughs> Enough's enough. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I mean, he, he's forty, dude. Forty. Yeah, he's 40. yeah crazy. But uh, yeah, you know, you're right. And and again, they they do have some room. That was my point of wanting to. Other than Butler, the reason I say that is, you know, they've got a lot of room with these other guys. I think they'll re-sign Dragic probably at a hometown discount. Hill's not going to want to leave. He's going to be cheap. You know, Myers Leonard, I, I don't think there'll be enough interest to pull him away. They'll get a little relief from him. Crowder seems to have come in there and been like one of Spolster's favorite. So oh, yeah. I, I think they'll re-sign most of these guys. I, I, the only guy I think they may lose just a hunch is Derek Jones because I think he's got so much athleticism. There's There are some teams – that would roll the dice and offer him a mid-level. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I I, I want to point out, they, they have a killer contract for Tyler Hero. I mean, they got him locked up for yeah. four years with four team years? options the last two years. And, I mean, he's very he's very uh, contract-friendly. Uh, I'm making – Yeah. Yeah. Seven million guaranteed six. over four yeah. years compared to Crazy. the $103 million guaranteed for Butler over same same contract length. And I, that was the one thing I was looking at is when Jimmy Butler signed with Miami, they they had to move a bunch of people. 
to yeah be able to did. fit him on the team. And uh, I, I feel like this year was one of those stressful years where they have no cap. I mean, they're just rolling the squad out there because they weren't able to make moves. Um, yeah. And then now next year they have a bunch of cap room and they can get some friendly discounts. And I feel like they I wouldn't be surprised if they picked up another another guy or you know just yeah. for uh, just to help with the young players on the team. So I think they should get a, a second vet, not you know a guy with a real strong personality that would butt heads with Butler. But if they can get a somewhat quiet type of secondary vet guy, that could put the final piece together for them because. They're a contender, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And they're going to be a contender for years to come. I mean, as long as the, the squad stays healthy. I mean, they, they look yeah, pretty deadly. So That's always the case, man. you got to stay healthy. That's That trumps everything. That's for sure. True. No doubt. Um, all right. What else you got heat-wise? Anything else? Just wanted to point out. Did I, I mention their pace? Um, their uh, pace not, is ranked 27th. Yeah. So that is something that that's team. They are one of the slower teams in the league. Which would you understand why? I mean, they got a young. Yeah. Well, some team. of that is due. You know, there's a there's a little bit of uh, that number can be skewed slightly if a team is really locked down defensively uh, and. They're not getting a lot of transition layups off of it, but they're getting stops. That can really skew the number because they're they're forcing the other team to use a majority of the clock. And then when they get the ball from them, they're getting it in a position where they're not just running it down the court for a transition. They're setting something up, running it through, you know, usually a high pick and roll with Bam. So it's not because they're a slow team or because they uh, they couldn't run. It's just that's that's really Spolstra's uh, mantra for years is he wants yeah. to get stops and then control the ball and not turn it over. But they do have explosive guys. I mean, some of those guys can really run the floor. So I think they're adaptable to what they need to be. And I wouldn't let that pace number scare you. And the other thing, too, is from a DFS standpoint, as a team, they, they still put up good DFS numbers, even though they're lower in, in the pace uh, category. They still have uh, some of their key guys that, that pay off value quite often. So I think they're a good team to go to. Yeah, I agree, especially with some of the mid-tier and lower salary players. You, you could definitely fit some of them in your lineups and know that they have a good floor, the high ceiling. Especially like Hero and Nunn, and I, I, I just personally love them at their price point. They're always around four thousand, five thousand, and you can always fit them in your lineups. It is, and I'll tell you, Nunn is a hell of a story, man. He just uh, talk about one of those guys coming out of nowhere. He was not uh, expected, you know, to really even make the league, let alone start every game and and uh, be such a good contributor. I mean, at the, in, the beginning of the year. Uh, you know, before uh, our man in, in Memphis got it going, Jaw, uh, he was being talked about as rookie of the year. So, oh, it yes. To show you. Yeah, it's it's an amazing, uh, amazing transformation <clears throat> for a guy that wasn't really expect to make a roster. Yeah, and I kind of want to see how the rookie of the year risk comes out when we get back, because 
Now you got Zion, you got Ja, you got Kendrick Nunn, you got a bunch of other rookies they're talking about now. Well, the bottom line is, <clears throat> I don't know if Zion will have enough games. That's the problem. Yeah, today. that's. And now if he loses more games, he's he's completely done. I think Jaws pretty much like 80% has that locked down. That's just my opinion, though. Yeah, I could see that happening. I could see that. Yeah. Excellent. Right, well, that, that wraps it up for me with the Miami Heat. So. You think Layton's going to be happy with that, or is he going to give you some noise? He's going to give me some slack, I'm sure. He's going to say I didn't mention something, or... <laughs> I'm hating on Jimmy Butler for leaving the Sixers, but. (laughs) I love it. Well, listen, you can catch this show seven days a week. Uh, We're going to, we are going to put out a podcast every day. I don't care if this damn shutdown lasts six months. We are going to find good information, break teams down in our three main sports, and we're going to provide a podcast for our listeners and our members so they have something to look forward to, to listen to each day, no matter what. And you have my word, I'm not going to give in to any of this simulation mad nonsense. I am going to continue to push our team to put out information that's going to help our listeners and members just absolutely kill in all of these sports when, when they come back. So you can catch us anywhere podcasts are heard. We are on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, iHeart, Spotify, and YouTube. Uh, we'd ask if you just take, you know, 15 to 30 seconds is all it takes. Rate, review, subscribe. Uh, we have a monthly giveaway for somebody that puts five stars in a comment on iTunes. We'll be drawing that uh, this coming Sunday. So that drawing's coming up. If you want to be eligible, do that this week. You know, the big thing is subscribing. You know, put the thumbs up on YouTube. Click that little bell to subscribe. Wherever you listen to us, Spotify, iTunes, if you... If you subscribe, then whenever the podcast goes up, then it's alerted to you. Sometimes it goes up earlier in the morning, uh, mid-morning. Sometimes it's lunch. Today it's going to be sort of mid-afternoon. So rather than keeping an eye out for it all the time, uh, just subscribe, and it'll pop up as soon as uh, as soon as you get the uh, you know you'll get the notice as soon as it's uh, live and ready to go. Um, a couple of things I want to announce too. We're going to be doing a couple of live pods uh on youtube coming up uh we've got some exciting things with that <clears throat> i know um, a good friend of mike apatria <clears throat> and santino cocone two of our members i'm getting all choked up i'm so happy about it um <laughs> they are uh they have a special guest that they're going to have on in one of their shows next week and i can't give away who it is i promised i wouldn't but it's pretty cool it's uh Somebody from another sport, I guess I can say, but uh, it's pretty cool. And then I, I have finalized, a uh, good friend of mine has agreed uh, to jump on with us. He is the uh, president of the Texas Legends, uh, Malcolm Farmer. He is fantastic, man. He is a, a sort of Donnie's right-hand man with the Mavericks, and he runs the entire G League. He's the president of that uh, organization, and I worked with him for uh, three years when I coached the AAU squad uh, that my son was on when, uh, you know, a couple of years back here and got to do a lot of things with the legends and the Mavericks. And he's going to just talk about, <clears throat> you know, when, when basketball comes back, because what something I didn't know, Brett, and you may find this interesting, but uh, 
all of the executives and uh, players and members, if you've noticed, you haven't seen like any interviews or talk from any of them. It's just, you know, they can come on and say, wash your hands, keep distancing, all that. But they're not allowed to comment by rule, by contract with the NBA on any NBA stuff coming up they're, hmm. they're because they're they don't want to give any signal of when they think it may come back or what's going to happen. Because in these type of scenarios, you know, like this a pandemic or something of an emergency status, something kicks in to the Players Association contract that's that they're completely muted. So that's why if and now that I'm saying that you probably notice that you haven't heard anybody speak about basketball at all. Like, have you ever heard yeah, LeBron this quiet? quiet? Yeah, no, never. He, he was on TikTok doing a dance and he was on something else on here. Uh, you know, saying be safe or whatever, but not one word about basketball because they're not allowed. So I thought that was a pretty cool thing to mention because no one's really knew that. But until uh, Malcolm shared that with me. So as soon as basketball comes back, uh, then he's going to join me for a show and talk about uh, the youngsters at the Mavericks. And, you know, he was talking to me a little bit already about Cameron Payne. You know, that's a guy that I thought would make the league. The, the kid has a ton of talent. He's been the legend's best player this year, so he's super high on him and thinks he'll get back to the show here at some point. But that'll be a fun conversation. And I've got to call in to Donnie, my buddy Donnie Nelson, too. He's He is, uh, from what I heard, in Hawaii with his dad. So he's uh, I'm sure he's riding a wave right now just chilling. <laughs> but I'll, I'll get yeah. him I'll get him in here with us as well, I'm sure, eventually. But anyway, that's that's the word there. And uh you know, before we, we check out here, we, we do want to say our, our big uh, fund that, and organization that we support is MambaOn3.org, M-A-M-B-A-O-N-T-H-R-E-E.org. Uh, that is the fund that was set up by Vanessa Bryant for the survivors of that terrible uh, tragedy. So, you know, I know that's getting lost in the shuffle with all the coronavirus stuff. But those people still need uh, the help. So please donate if you can. Um, and that's mainly it, buddy. Um, you know, follow us all on, on uh, anywhere you anywhere you can stay up to be to date with what we're doing. You know, whether it's our website at DFSCoachTalk.com, on our Twitter at DFSCoachTalk. Uh, remember that memberships here are frozen. So we're not doing like some of the other providers. Uh, the night that the Gobert thing was announced and, and basketball stopped, we put a freeze. So if you do join, you get these next, however, one month, two months, three months, whatever this, the quiet time period is, uh, your membership is free. So just join for the week if you want uh, or, or month or year. You have three options on our website. But if you just join for the week, it, it doesn't start till the, the sports begin. And I think you'll find, you know, we, we talk on these podcasts every day, but we do 10 times more communicating uh, through our Discord and our members. We have some of the sharpest members and some of the best minds uh, at DFS Coach Talk. We're always looking at edges and strategies and what to look for. And, you know, if you note, if you take notes on all this stuff like I do and you, and you just have a sheet, you put some a highlight or put a red X or do whatever – you know, once, boom, sports is back, then you've got all of this knowledge that you did. I, I look at 
you know, Mr. IT or RIT, MIT, whatever it is, <laughs> you know that taking notes and, and highlighting and preparing, even if it's for a long period of time, that's the way to do it because then when it comes time for that final exam or the first tip of the NBA, now you've got all that wealth of knowledge. So Of course. That's yeah. how it is. There you go, man. Uh, take it from our uh, – I would say the guy with the, the second highest IQ on our entire staff. I'm <laughs> not going to say who has the highest, but let's just say he may have done this podcast with you today. That's all I'm going <laughs> to – that's the only hint I'm giving. Um, as far as the lowest on our staff – no, I'm just kidding. I would never go there. <laughs> I, I think there's a couple contenders there. I think it's a three-way tie, but I'm not. They know who they are. <laughs> All right, man. We we got we're we're, mad, we're being bad now. So, all right, uh, that is it. So, if you have any questions on the Pacers, Heat, or anybody else, again, you know, shoot us some questions uh, on Twitter uh, at at the DFS Coach Talk uh, Twitter handle. We'll get those. You know, we want to spend time answering. We've got time now. Let's use it properly. So. We'll shoot you back a DM or just post uh, those questions, and then we'll bring some of those on to our upcoming shows uh, on pods. Tomorrow, uh, it is the awesome duo of, let's see, Andrew and Santino tackling the Celtics and the Raptors. So you got two of the sharp guys there with two good teams. And then the following day, we've got Apatria and Andrew diving into the Bucks and Warriors. And then I get in there with Santino for the first time for the Timberwolves and Suns. Why do I get all the bad teams almost all the time? I don't know. Who set up this schedule? That's you all I want. schedule. No, Andrew did. If you Andrew, notice, he always got the good teams. And yeah. He's making you work for yours. He's making you work for your good teams. Scratching and clawing at these bum teams. But, hey. But it doesn't matter in DFS. Some of the best players are on the bum teams, you know? So the trick's on Andrew. All <laughs> right, great job the last two days. Welcome to the podcast side of things. We'll get you back involved in about a week and a half in the rotation with baseball, and uh, and we'll take it from there. But it was great doing the show with you. Thank you. It was great uh, being on here uh, for two days in a row. I really enjoyed it, and uh, can't wait to see uh, what the future brings. Yeah, hopefully it's it's a quick time period for sure. <laughs> for sure. Well, everybody stay safe, stay healthy, stay home, and uh, we'll get back to sports as quick as we can. So thank you so much for joining us on another episode of DFS Coach Talk Podcast. For my fellow pros, uh, Micah Patria and Andrew Hansen, and for the wonderful Brett Trimble, I am Coach. We will catch you again tomorrow as we look to prepare to crush it in NBA DFS. Yeah, Bruce, have a good one. Way to dribble up and down the court, just like I'm the king on the microphone. So it's Dr. J and Moses Malone. I like slam dunks and taking it to the home.